What's going on, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of Pittsburgh Baseball Now's very own podcast, or better known as Two and a Half Gringos. Um, we are down a gringo for today's episode. Uh, Nola, unfortunately, could not join us. A uh, little bit of hectic uh, environment for him at the moment, but that's all right. We got our uh, half gringo with us, which is important. Uh, Anthony, we got the one that dog goes. Murphy. <laughs> what's up man what's going on man not a damn thing i mean it, it's been a, a rough uh road trip for the pirates going two and eight uh Oof. last last game uh they got walked off against uh two run bomb off will crow wasn't really crow's fault decent pitch tip your cap game over sweet by the giants yeah. Fun yeah, moment but, kind of thing. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 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 Um, but this is a new and improved podcast. And I know we've said that quite a bit throughout the journey of this podcast. But uh, the boys and I had a meeting. Uh, and if you read the tweet, uh, you know, we're going to shave it down to 20 minutes max. Um, we're going to have segments. It's going to have a much uh, better flow for you guys to listen to on your drive to work or drive home. Um, and hopefully you enjoy the, the, the changes, the improvements. Um, but Murph, let's just get right on into this. I mean, the Pirates alone in the Giants series went three for 28 with runners in scoring position. And I, I know this is a very young team and, and, and shit like that happens, but when do we start to have the conversation of whose fault is this exactly? Is it Andy Haynes? Is it just the personnel? Is it both? I mean, I sort of have an opinion on the matter, but I kind of wanted to get your feel for who's the blame here. I mean, I, I think to an extent you can always blame, like it's, it's like a group effort kind of thing. And, and if there's something that's not working, which clearly it's not working the way they're doing it, it, it's up to the people in charge to make the change and, and, you know, implement it down throughout to the players and everything like that. So I, I, like while I say that, you know, like the, if the, if a player sees something that they like, they, like I would think that they'd want to try to take advantage of it. But if they're being strictly told to not do this and not do that, that that really does at at some point. And like for someone who's worked in in retail for for so long and stuff like that, it, it definitely starts with with the the management and stuff like that. If, if we're if if you're being told to do something, then you can't really be blamed for for failing at something if this is what your leadership team is being told. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and if you, if you kind of look at the, the the entire strategy that the pirates have uh, laid out uh, for their offense, you know, you're seeing guys sell out for the home run. That's the big thing. Small ball has become kind of a dead thing with the pirates. I mean, you don't see bunts over to second. You don't see bunts over to third. Uh, nothing to, you know, bring out the, the 1980s, 1990s feel of the game, which okay, sometimes that, that works. Selling out for the home run works. I mean, Pirates rookies have hit 41 home runs on the season, which is pretty damn close to the top of the list in terms of Pirates home runs by rookies. 
but there, there, there comes a point in time when you got to start switching up the, the formula yeah. here because it's not no. working. It's not working whatsoever. And going three yeah. for 28 is the, 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 the icing on top. And, and, that and the only can't happen. And the only reason the Pirates are three for 28 was because of Sunday's game where they actually started to come through. The first two games, they were 0 for 9 mm-hmm. on Friday and 0 for 7 on Saturday. I mean, that's that's horrible. The, like, yeah. there's no sugarcoating that, man. It's bad. No. And yeah. I, I, I'm not going to make man. predictions out here, but if Andy Haynes has a job in 2023, I can pretty much guarantee the Pirates are not going to be anywhere near where they need to be in terms of contending soon. And yeah. Charrington has a different plan than than we thought. Um, yeah. But I'm not going to make any predictions towards yeah. Haynes and, and, and the entire coaching yeah. staff at this point. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's been bad. It's been a bad road trip. But, you know, one of the, the bright spots on the road trip was Brian Reynolds in game three of the series. Um, five RBIs. It's uh, multiple times Brian Reynolds has had five RBIs this season, uh, matching Josh Bell in 2019, who's the last Pirate to do it. Um, Reynolds had three hits today, bomb, a double, single. <clears throat> so he caught fire a little bit, which is encouraging because he was struggling at the plate, I think his last yeah. 55 at bats prior to uh, Sunday's game. So is this the point in time where we see Reynolds kind of turn things around and make this August September, and September not as uh, gruesome? Or is it just like a flash in the pan type? I mean, I, like, I mean, we can hope. That's, that's kind of what we're hoping here, that this was kind of the game that kind of propels him off to, and we, we all know what kind of hitter he can be. You know, he showed last year with then He showed it at times this year. Um, just been a real up and down thing for him. It feels like this year really had a trouble. I mean, maybe you can point that towards, you know, what we talked about before, maybe the surrounding cast and stuff like that. I, I don't know, but I mean, we, we can hope got about two months left in the season. Maybe this is the kind of thing that he, needed to end on a really strong uh, streak. We, judging by today, you can t- the Pirates need it. They need something. Yeah, the, the pitching's been there. It's just we haven't had anyone that's really caught fire and stayed hot consistently. And, yeah. and when you're struggling to score runs, you need your best players to be the guy to, to do that. And, and right now, that, that guy, sh- it should be Brian Reynolds right now. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, Zach Thompson, uh, third straight game of just ugliness, uh, didn't even get into the fifth inning, four innings, seven hits, five earned runs. I mean, Thompson was looking real good for a while there. And then people started to figure him out, I guess. I, I, I don't know, but you know, a, another bright spot in this in this uh, giant series was Rodolfo Castro, and we all know he needed that after the whole national blow up of, oh, my phone fell out of my pocket, and you know, pe- people Whoops. were jumping off the rails at this kid for 
you know, a simple mistake. And, and that's exactly what it was. It was a mistake. Did, did he mess up? Absolutely. And it should have been handled in-house. Um, I have no problem with mm-hmm. that, but you can't blow up on a kid for making a simple uh, mistake. You know, I, I know he was sent down for not running out of pop-up. I, I get that. And, and I'm pretty sure he learned from that. And, you know, you look at uh, the stats in general, you know, in the Giants series, he had multi-hit games in every game they played against the Giants. Um, two hits each game, uh, most recently two for five. Um you know, and there was a point in this road trip where he hit for the cycle and five at bats. Yeah. And that's impressive. And, and, you know, I, I'll admit, I thought Rodolfo Castro was just a classic quad a player. Yeah. I honestly thought that, and, and he very well may still be, but at this point in time, he's shown that maybe he started to figure some things out. Now, does this mean Castro sticks at the major league level I'm not quite there to say that yet, but maybe, I don't know, Murph, do you have another feel towards it? I, I still feel like, like long-term picture, he's probably along the lines of like a quad A kind of guy. This, this is probably kind of the stuff that you would probably expect from him, you know, not hit well. And then like, he gets really hot for a little bit. And cause like he, he can't hit. I mean, we saw that when he came up last year, so he, he can hit it's there. He, he has the ability to hit major league pitching it's just the consistency has always been the thing and kind of a hot and cold guy so i mean it would be really nice to see that um if he works it out if he kind of works everything out because like he there's some good power there in his bat and if he kind of figures out see it over a longer period of time kind of kind of got to hold on to you know maybe pump the brakes on before we start hyping him up at least for me at least for me yeah no absolutely I mean you can't just jump off one series or one road trip to signify a guy has turned it around um if he certainly does turn it around then you can start to point to where uh things started to happen and formulate and things Mm -hmm. of that sort but you can't just go off this small sample size um with Castro because we have seen a larger sample size of inconsistency I mean, there was one point where Castro's first five hits, I think, were home runs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's incredible, absolutely. And it's something he could tell his grandkids. But, you know, sticking at the major league level is a completely different animal. And exactly. I don't, I don't know. Castro is – he's an interesting cat. Um, now, now, this is the portion of something new with the podcast that I really wanted to get into. And, you know, we hammered out the details – but I wanted to signify, you know, a player of the week, so to say, um, at the major league level, and then a player of the week at the minor league level. Now, I'd like to start at the major league level and then go on down. Um, and Murph, I will pass the torch to you and ask, who is your major league player of the week? I think, I think, like... If you go, if you want to go with like recency bias, obviously like that the Reynolds thing probably sticks in your head pretty pretty good. But I think over a longer period of thing with the multi hit games and like you brought up the the cycle and, and five at bats thing and out and all that and just the way that he kind of overcame, I guess overcame. You know he he messed up, so I hate to say overcame, but the way <laughs> that he dealt with all of that, right? Everything that he had to with that and kind of came back and. and put his the right foot forward I, I'll, I'll i'll give cash it give him a little tip of the cap 
little yeah. tip of the cap to yeah. Castro. Yeah. I can dig it. Um, I'm going a little off the wall here with my pick and, and it doesn't just stick to the giant series. It, it kind of breaks the rules. Uh, the first time we do this, I break the rules, go figure. But, uh, <laughs> Manny Banuelos has kind of impressed me, yes. uh, recently, yes. um, you know, going back and looking at his stats, I didn't believe it. I saw someone tweet it out and I was like, is this true? But it is. And including today's game, the past 12 innings, he's only allowed one run. And that's dating back to July 8th. And Banuelos has been strictly a one inning guy, but I think there was one in there where he pitched two innings. Um, There were a couple instances where he pitched a third or two thirds of an inning, but I mean, Mm -hmm. he hasn't, he's not going to be a world beater. I mean, his track record shows that, you know, playing in multiple uh, countries and, and failing in the Yankee system shown control issues. Um, but when his fastball is on, it's on. And recently it's been on. And, you know, I got to give him a shout out, you know, 12 innings of only one run ball. That's impressive. I got to give is- the nod to Banuelos, man. And I have to give myself a shout out for using that Enye at the yes. end. Every time I mention yes. Banuelos, I, yeah. I get the, 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 the half gringo is very impressed. <laughs> I thought you'd be impressed with that, man. I thought you would. Um, but the, the, to the more exciting and pressing matter, especially in Pirates culture recently, is the minor league system and everyone's hyping it up and uh, everyone's paying attention like, intently uh, to the minor league system. So we got to give our shout outs to uh, minor league players of the week. And he's not my player of the week by any means, but I got to give a shout out to our boy, Dion Walker getting the call up single a Bradenton and first game in Bradenton, he drew two walks. I mean, they don't call him Walker for nothing, yes. man. He's <laughs> on base machine. Uh, the speed plays, he could play the outfield. Well, we've seen the arm that he uh, can bring, uh, especially in spring training when he threw out a uh, runner going home with a frozen rope. So I got to give my shout out to Walker. Um, Nola did inform me that Jared Triolo, was his boy of the week. Got to give a shout out to Cody here, myself for uh, believing yeah. in Triolo yep. the entire time. Um, but Murph, go ahead, give your player of the week, and uh, I'll I'll speak for Nola uh, on Triolo. So, so my guy is another Altoona guy. I went with uh, Luis Ortiz. Mm. He um, pitched twice this week. Um, what was it? 10 total innings, only gave up one earned run and 13 strikeouts in the two. He, he pitched uh, four shutout innings today or four, four innings, gave up one run today. Um, Altoona's kind of had the guy who pitches on Sunday because it's the same guy who usually pitches on Tuesday. They have them on a little bit of a sh- shorter leash when it comes to the Sunday games. So he didn't go as deep as he did, but six, six shutout innings on Tuesday, eight strikeouts. He's look. He's starting. Um, Altoona's Altoona's a little shout out to Altoona's entire rotation. They were lights out this week. They only lost one game, I believe. But they lost two, and it was two nothing. So okay. the staff really came to play this week for him. But Ortiz kind of stands out over all of them. I, I can dig Ortiz, man. You know, I, I haven't paid attention to Ortiz as much as you have. Um, but you know, just looking purely at the box score, I'm not going to say I'm an expert on him. He's, he's shown some impressive stats, just looking purely at box scores. And 
I know a lot. I'm not going to give any names. I know a lot of you people who watch the box scores uh, might jump on the Ortiz bandwagon really soon and and talk about the haters. Uh, don't let the haters doubt yeah. you. <laughs> um, but let's look at Triolo here <laughs> and uh, looking at just August in general for him. He he started to really light it up. Um, his slash line in general, 319, 365, 660. I mean, this is going, I mean, even back to July, the guy was turning it on uh, 297, 393, and 440. I mean, Triolo has started to really, really turn it on. I mean, the power numbers uh, aren't exactly where you wanted them to be. But, I mean, just this week, Triolo has hit a home run off the first pitch of the game. Yeah. I mean, so maybe some power starting to jolt up in him. I definitely see more of gap power with Triolo defense, mm-hmm. gap power, more of a, a slap hitter. I guess you'd say more of a singles guy, maybe can rack up uh, some RBIs if he plays some uh, strategically in the lineup, but Triolo is my, well, Nola's player of the week. So I guess I'm speaking for Nola, but we love you Dion. And, and I really hope to see, that speed play, man. I know you're listening to the show and we're going to catch up soon. You know, like I said, we really appreciate you being patient with us uh, and understanding the whole aspect of trying to make this podcast the best we can. Um, Very, very busy lives, all three of us, uh, as you can see with Nola not being able to (laughs) attend today, but you know, we're going to, we're going to hammer this. We're going to do it consistently, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're going to get episodes from us and, you know, we're just going to talk ball and get back to our roots and hopefully you guys enjoy the ride, the new ride. Um, not exactly as bad as Kennywood. Apparently Jason Mackey had a bad experience at Kennywood. Sorry, <laughs> Jason. I, I, it's bad there now, man. Kenny kangaroo shots fired at you, bro. Um, <laughs> but boys and girls, as always, we leave you with our socials. I'll start with mine. Uh, I, personally love a follow on twitter at 2hg um uh, you know you got my stuff from pittsburgh baseball now articles i'm getting really close to 500 articles uh with them three away so we're creeping up on half of a thousand getting real excited uh Mm. murph you big beautiful bear give out your socials man as always, give me a follow on Twitter at double underscore Murphy88. You could uh, read my work, uh, piratesprospects.com. How's the uh, YouTube going? Yeah. It's going good. We're, we're really close to 100 subscribers. We're really close to like 30,000 total views. So Let's get that'll, be, that'll be fun. I just posted uh, Bubba Chandler's most recent outing on what is it this past Tuesday I posted that on there if you everyone wants to take a look I'll have Anthony Soul Meadows from that same game as well probably probably within a day or so awesome. so awesome uh and since Nola isn't here I'll give out his social it's at Nola Jeffy N-O-L-A-J-E-F-F-Y um, I'm not sure what his follower count is but you should unfollow mm-hmm. him so he gets down to 69 again yes because uh we need that in our lives. But as always, <laughs> we love you very much. And uh, Murph, Nola's not here to mess us up today. So can we get it right, please? To mess, I have to mess it up <laughs> in his honor. Let's <laughs> go.
go. Bucks. Bucks. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs>